What is Lake Friendly Living? The first week of May is Lake Friendly Living Awareness Week, and we are joined today by Mara Toole, who is sharing some insight about the effort and how it came about. As the name suggests, it's all about preserving our region's lakes, which we all have a role in. Through our conversation, we also talked about the steps that every person living in the Finger Lakes can take to help maintain lake health, which is vital to life and economy here. Thanks, Josh, and thanks for having me on. You know, lake-friendly living is really a simple approach to helping to protect the water quality of, of our lake. We drink that water. We use that water for recreational fun. We use it for fishing. We eat those fish. So let's just understand that protecting the lake is a really important mission and one that everyone, no matter where you live, can be part of. So you're a watershed resident. So water moves into your yard and moves eventually into the lake. That's why you have a part. So in that respect, Pure Waters had uh, Seneca Lake Pure Waters Association and, and their focus on protecting the quality of water for Seneca Lake launched a, I would call it a reinvigorated lake-friendly living program last May. And why I say reinvigorated is because a lot of the activities were already out there, um, definitely repurposing information that came from other lakes in the New York region. But we wanted to, to do it in a bigger way. We wanted to bring new material, new, you know, just new ways of, of allowing our residents of the lake of the Seneca Lake watershed to access it. So that's where the new program came out last March or May, excuse me. And that includes materials both online and in print that are really easy to understand and then apply to your home residences. Now, we launched that last year. Our biggest request was not just to learn, but to apply, to take action. And your take action for residents was to take the pledge. So our, our big promotion was around taking the pledge, which was meaning your, your own <laughs> honor system commitment to starting to apply lake-friendly living practices at your residence. So that's where it all started and we have a lot of materials. We had a, an awesome website. We wanted to do a lot of hands-on, you know, on-site events. Of course, something happened in 2020 in the spring that we had no control over. So we tried to do it best online as we could. Um, and hopefully this summer things will be a little different. But since then, there has been a big change. And that's what I'd like to highlight and talk a little bit about today as well. Absolutely. And obviously uh, with growth typically does come change uh, and usually it's good. So walk us through some of the things that uh, you guys have on tap for uh, the upcoming weeks and then obviously how that's going to translate into the summer. Yes. Okay. So when I say change, it's a very exciting change. Change <laughs> has to do with the strength in numbers. We know that at our, our our own lake level, the strength of numbers of our residents taking the pledge is going to make an impact. Every little thing we do at our homes makes an impact for the wealth or in the health of the lake. Um, so what started happening was other lakes in the Finger Lakes were also either creating or promoting their lake-friendly living programs with a a lot of great information and materials. And we kind of started talking and saying, well, you know what? The practices that we all talk about, that we all educate our residents about are the same. Lake-friendly living practices do not change, are not different, cannot be interpreted in any different way. So what if we band together? What if we share what we're doing? What if we share our resources to really help amplify the importance of being lake-friendly and also increase the ability of all of our residents in each of the watersheds to both, um, you know, learn about and then access these resources for how they can be lake friendly. So with that, we just started loosely talking. Um, a few lakes got together. We had to do it all, as you know, now remotely, um, but that didn't stop us. And then what happened was really exciting is, you know, one lake talks to another lake, another lake talks to another lake, and suddenly we are seven lakes strong in the Finger Lakes, and we're still expanding and talking to other Finger Lakes. And now we've, you might say, unofficially, but in a, in a more uh, mature and professional way, have 
have established ourselves as the Lake Friendly Living Coalition of the Finger Lakes. And all that really boils down to is we share a common mission to help protect our lakes through working together to enable residents and also businesses, and we can talk a little bit about that, to apply lake-friendly living practices, simple lake-friendly living practices. And if you could speak to that a little bit, this isn't just for people to get involved with. This isn't just for residents to get involved with around around the various lakes, but also businesses too. Uh, lean into that a little bit if you could and, and give us a little bit of a rundown on why it's important for everyone to be buying into uh, these standards and, and this sort of uh, way of life. Absolutely. And, you know, I think in that respect, again, it's about everyone has a role in this and everyone can apply simple practices or, or maybe some advanced practices too. Um, so in that respect, businesses are important because, you know, let's think about the wineries that are in all of the lakes and they're so important to our economy, so important to our, the just the value of the Finger Lakes in terms of how we have positioned in the country, really, as a destination point to enjoy the beauty, to enjoy, you know, the recreation, to enjoy certainly the industry craft trails. Um, so what I think something that maybe not a lot of people know or understand is that particularly the vineyards are already adopting practices through some formal farm acts that are all about being lake friendly. So we call them sustainable vineyard management practices. And you're, you, you know, if you kind of go on different websites, you'll see what different vineyards are doing. But in that respect, um, I think it's important to help educate residents and visitors to the area and even other vineyards about these sustainable vineyard management practices. So why I highlight that um, and where we're moving in that respect is a big event that's coming up that the coalition together with Strength in Numbers is spearheading. We're, we're calling it our inaugural event. It's a lake-friendly living awareness week. It's scheduled for May 2nd through May 8th. It's a series of educational webinars that will be live featuring experts on different topics associated with being lake friendly. Um, it's all free and open to the public and any participant. We do have a registration process, so that information can be um, definitely added. Uh, but the webinars are about really specific details as well as sort of broad categories of what people can start doing and also learn more about. So I, you know, when I mentioned the vineyards, well, guess what? They're a big part of it too. And so, you know, even though that's not necessarily something residents will be doing, it's important that residents understand how their vineyard, you know, these vineyard partners of being lake friendly are a part of the whole change movement or the improvement movement. I'd love to talk a little bit more about the Lake Friendly Living Awareness Week. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious. And this is one of the things that I always ask uh, folks when they're, they're planning a series of events. I'm assuming you're going to be diving into a lot of uh, different sort of niche categories within this broader context. I, I'm curious for the folks who maybe you're just capturing for the first time uh, that week, what are some of the things that you hope to uh, connect with them on? Or what are some of the big takeaways that you hope uh, folks who are attending these webinars throughout that Lake Friendly Living Week uh, actually gain or, or learn? Yes. So there are really, you might say, three critical categories that a residents can kind of put in their mind as far as what they can affect. Mm -hmm. The first is minimizing runoff. That's basically everyone has some sort of rain or precipitation, snow moving onto their ground, their land that eventually moves down. You know, that's what a watershed is. Where is that water moving eventually, right, over time? And it eventually is through tributary streams, et cetera, is going to move into the lake. That's just the way it works. Um, so where that water moves is considered your watershed, all right? Now, so minimizing runoff is saying, well, what runoff does bring pollutants, sediments, things that are not necessarily good for the lake. So where are the areas that you can think about in at your home, no matter where you are 
living that can minimize that water running off, bringing bad stuff, so to speak, into the lake. So that's the first category, minimizing runoff. And we talk about really simple techniques to do that. The second category is called eliminating pollutants. So when I just said the runoff, well, when that water is moving, you want to really make sure that it isn't carrying any pollutants that are coming from the land around your home. Oils from your car, fertilizers, pesticides from your gardening, simple things. And we talk about that, your septic, right? Even your pet waste is a factor. So then the last category is called capturing and infiltrating. And that means that the water that is coming onto your land can be very useful for you. And and it's kind of part of that minimizing runoff. You're going to capture that water. You're going to use it at your place, right? So, and and which is nice, like rain barrels. Um, Gosh, they're beautiful. They look nice in your garden. You know, they add water at a time when we might not have water. (laughs) So in that hot sun time. So there's different techniques about capturing and filtrating that water that's really important too. Um, So what we do is we provide more detail on those three categories of minimizing runoff, eliminating pollutants, capturing and filtrating. And we start that Lake Friendly Awareness Week is really all about those general categories. We start on Sunday with an overview of exactly that with here's you as a resident, here's the three main ways you can make an impact. Let's talk about it. Let's give you ideas. We're going to give it to you all in about an hour. So there's a lot of information, but really simple information. And then we give you access to the resources where you can learn more. Those are online. But then the other nice thing about the whole Awareness Week approach is, no, there are also other webinars that can go one level down, give you more detail. How? What sort of plants should you put in your house, around your house, that are called native plants that are naturally going to absorb more water because they are indigenous to this, this region, right? So they're actually better suited for the New York region. What sort of things should you do if you do live on the lake to provide some erosion control, some buffer zones? Um, Hey, you are looking to renovate your house, maybe your outside landscape. You're thinking of stone, maybe more roof line. Well, guess what? You should probably really rethink that in a a way that's about being lake friendly. And why I say that is for one of the main things for runoff problems is impermeable surfaces. If you expand your concrete driveway or concrete paths, you're actually adding to runoff challenges, right? Water doesn't absorb as it's moving down a concrete driveway or even a paved driveway. And it's going to eventually more of that water is going to move into the lake. What if you had stone pavers for your pathway? What if you didn't have quite the large driveway and instead you had some beautiful gardens flanking your current driveway? Then that water is going to be absorbed and not make itself into the lake. So those are some of the ideas. You know, some are a little bigger in terms of landscaping projects, but some are really simple. I'll give you another really simple one just because I always forget this one myself and I want to remind myself. Instead of when you are washing your pathway or your driveway and you're using your hose like we all do and it feels good if it's a really hot summer day, well, you've just added a lot of water on an impermeable surface. How about bringing out the broom first and trying to sweep it away because then you're not adding more water and runoff potential. So those are some really simple techniques. Even children kind of get, your kids can get part of it all and saying, hey, what can we do to minimize runoff, eliminate pollutants, or capture that water and use it in a more beneficial way. I'm curious and kind of piggybacking off of a lot of the ideas that you just uh, talked about. What do you say to the the people who, uh, you know, not really through any fault of their own, but just because of a, a lack of awareness over the last couple decades, don't really realize the impact that even, you know, just a, a, your run-of-the-mill residential yard may have. The people who are, are thinking to themselves, well, geez, I don't have a farm. I don't have a big giant swath of property. Um, I don't have any of those things. I'm definitely not throwing down any, any you know, fertilizer 
fertilizers or chemicals or anything like that. So, you know, I'm not a big contributor. What, what do you say to those folks who, who maybe can actually take the easier steps and make a bigger difference if more folks uh, who have those smaller properties are, are, you know, all acting in a responsible way? Yeah. So first of all, I would say thank you for looking at the easier steps that you can do. Really, every little thing makes a difference, right? We know that the collective, um, the collective uh, impact of, of the bigger effort overall. But I would also say, you know what, being informed and talking to others who do have maybe a bigger piece of land or a residence or thinking about doing a renovation, be, a, be an ambassador, help educate them. It's really simple because people don't know. It's, it's what they don't know that they don't know, so to speak, that, um, that they appreciate when someone says, gosh, here's a thought. Did you know if you, you know, want to the size of your driveway that could have an impact on the water runoff? Or, hey, um, did you learn? There's this great gardening webinar that's free and they're even giving away seeds and things like that. Um, did you learn about, do you want to learn more about that and you could apply it? I think people appreciate that. You know, one of our partners, and I will tell you all of the lake associations have partners who are part of the maintaining and preserving the quality of the lakes. They include like the soil and water district councils, so many resources associated with that. You can go on their websites. They all, by county, each of those have a, a website and they have many resources and consultation practices to help people make informed decisions. And that's the big thing, making informed decisions. The other thing is the DEC has programs. Well, they're giving away trees and shrubs, all native, and helping you understand how to plant them, the importance of planting them. So a lot of this is, even if you're not in the position to do something bigger today, you can talk about it and learn about it and be an ambassador too. And my last question for you as we close in on it here, we're obviously almost to the end of April. Uh, where can folks uh, go to learn more or even sign up for some of these uh, webinars that are going to be happening the first week of May? Yes. So the best one single stop is www.flrwa.org backslash lake hyphen friendly hyphen living. That's your first stop where it's the Finger Lakes Watershed, the region, Finger Lakes Regional Watershed Alliance. They are sort of our, um, our host for the Lake Friendly Living Awareness Week. And we have all of the information and ways to register right there. As I said, it's free online. And also from there, you can access different lake associations. So if you if you know what watershed you're in, you can go right to that watershed. If you're not sure, you know, you can figure that out. We'll help you if you have questions. Um, but that's a great starting point. You'll learn all about the different webinars. Um, there is limited seating, but I, I really, you know, we are trying to make this as accessible to as many residents and businesses and visitors as possible. So uh, we don't want to try to, we don't want to eliminate anybody at all who's interested in participating. And awesome again, it says www.flrwa.org backslash lake hyphen friendly hyphen living. All right. Good stuff. Thank you so much, Maura, for taking the time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening. New episodes of the show are uploaded weekday mornings on fingerlakes1.com. If you'd like to check out archived episodes, you can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get shows like this one. We also ask that if you find programming like this or our journalism useful in your daily life, follow the link in the show notes to become a monthly supporter. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.